had one of those times when something bizarre happens and it's one of those you can't make this stuff up stories or watch something unfold in front of you and you just can't look away even though what's happening is totally not normal. Well, I was reading some of those stories trying to find some sort of appropriate one to share to get today and let me tell you, some people's experiences are just so unbelievable that you are left saying, what just happened? Like the three-year-old who got stuck in one of those toy claw machines at a mall in Australia. Or the guy that killed a rabid coyote with his bare hands after he got bit. Or the guy that drove 150 miles per hour on the interstate in Colorado on a motorcycle to make it from Colorado Springs to Denver in 20 minutes and then posted the video of him doing it on YouTube. People are creative in what they do. Anyone who's ever raised a toddler or been an adventurous child themselves or even an adventurous teenager or adult can attest to that. I know that my brothers and I did some out of the ordinary things when we were growing up, including covering ourselves with mud and jumping out of trees at passing cars. And grown-ups do bizarre things too. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor had two debtors. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts for both of them. Now which one of them will love him more? Simon answered him, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. But those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Okay, so our gospel text for today is the story of Jesus intending a meal. A meal that I'm gonna guess was pretty meticulously planned by Simon, this Pharisee. 
And as they were sitting down to this meal, a woman shows up uninvited. And not only does she show up uninvited, but she brings a jar of ointment with her. She starts to cry. She bathes Jesus' feet in her tears. She wipes his feet with her hair, anoints his feet with ointment, and starts kissing his feet. It's weird. Like, really weird. Uncomfortable weird. Could you imagine hosting a nice ho a nice dinner at your house only to have some random person come in the door, start crying on your feet, kissing your feet, and wiping your feet with their hair? It's so bizarre. It's one of those stories that almost gives you secondhand embarrassment, both for Jesus and for this woman. The way this story is set up makes you think that this woman is like totally out of line. Those dining with Jesus certainly thought so. Simon, the man who had invited Jesus to dine with him, didn't necessarily say out loud what he thought, but he was certainly thinking it. And unless he was really good at masking his emotions, it was probably written all over his face what he was thinking. Jesus then addressed Simon and asked him a question. If two people were both forgiven a debt, one 50 days wages and the other 500 days wages, who would love the person who forgave the debts more? And Simon says, well, I guess the one who had the higher debt repaid. And Jesus says, bingo, you're right. Now look at this woman. She came in and bathed, kissed, and anointed my feet. You didn't do any of these things. So for a little context, those who were welcomed into Jewish homes were welcomed with a kiss on the cheek, water in which to wash their feet, and a little olive oil poured on their heads. And Jesus tells Simon, yep, she's a sinner. And she has a lot of sins that need to be forgiven. But they have been forgiven, and because of that, she shows great love. And Jesus tells this woman that her faith has saved her, and she may go in peace. Again, this whole story is strange. At least at first glance, it's strange. For someone who has not been driven to do such a thing, it it seems totally weird to just show up at a person's house uninvited and do this. But for a person who is desperate, a person who is at the end of her rope, a person who might have felt like she had nothing else to give, nothing else she could do, it wasn't so strange. Or maybe it was, but she still did it because she felt like this is what she had to do. Unless we've walked in another person's shoes, how are we to know how we would act in a similar situation? And honestly, just because you may act a certain way doesn't mean another person is gonna do that thing also. You know, it really makes me rethink all of those times that I've said, well, if I can do it, you can do it. I know that it was meant to be motivational, but now I wonder, did it actually have that effect? Did it have the intended effect? Or did it put a barrier up instead? How many times have I seen someone do something totally out of the norm and just thought to myself, what a weirdo, instead of giving them a little grace? How many times have I failed to acknowledge when I'm in the wrong and have judged someone else, kind of like Simon did to this woman? Now, when I make all of these I statements and questions, I'm not just meaning me. I want you to ask these questions of yourself also. 
it totally reframes this whole story, doesn't it? There's always more to a story than what you see on the surface. There are reasons that people make the decisions that they make, and we may not always agree with those reasons. We may not always choose the same path, but we don't have to because we get to make our own choices, our own decisions, and live with the results of them. And so do others. And we get to own what we think. We don't get to own how other people react because that's on them, but we get to own our own stuff. So when training to be a pastor, we had to take part in something called clinical pastoral education or CPE. Part of our CPE was writing something called verbatims where we would write out a conversation that we had with another person and include our own internal dialogue and then analyze it afterwards with a group of people. Write in verbatims is a way to draw intentional attention to your thoughts and discover how your own stuff ends up affecting how you talk to and interact with other people. Writing verbatims is it's kind of intimidating, but it's a good exercise. Now imagine what a verbatim of this whole interaction with this woman and Simon and Jesus would have looked like from each person's perspective. Can you imagine what Jesus's internal dialogue was or what this woman's was? I would be super interested to find out. The beauty of the gospel is that Jesus doesn't just disregard all of those who are acting in ways that we would perceive out of the norm. Jesus instead engages with those who are considered outsiders, sinners, people who do things like walk into strangers' houses and cry over someone's feet. And instead of casting them out, Jesus meets them where they are. Jesus welcomes them. Jesus doesn't think they're weird, but instead people who are in need of love, forgiveness, and grace. And to tell you the truth, I think we're all weird in our own ways. And there's beauty in that. We all do stuff that seems kind of strange and bizarre to other people. Now, maybe some of the strange things that we do are cries for help. Maybe they're just part of who we are. I don't know what it was for this woman, but I will say it took a lot of courage for her to barge through that door and interrupt the meal. Whether it was something that was just normal for her or it was something that she had to really get a lot of gumption to do, you know, it took a lot of courage. Maybe those moments when we are disrupting the norm of a situation are moments of courage. Maybe we all need a little more courage of our own to disrupt the normal. As we look at how we can repent during Lent, well, we can repent from jumping to conclusions and labeling others as weird, odd, or different. We can rephrase the situation and look a little deeper into the story. We can own our own stuff, looking within us to figure out why we act and react the way we do and how that affects our interactions and thoughts with others.
we can also take comfort in knowing that Jesus welcomes us and accepts us. Even when we're acting out of the norm, weird or bizarre. Thanks be to God that God loves us all. Weirdos, strange people, not normal people, however you want to describe us. God loves all of us. Amen. Here are a couple of reflection questions for you to use to go deeper into the message this week. The first is, what is your first reaction when someone does something that disrupts the norm? How can you reframe or rephrase their actions in a way that's loving and grace-filled? And second, how willing are you to own your own stuff and recognize when you're in the wrong? Thank you.